Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello, friends. How are you, Kat? Great. Great, great, great. That was a nice long weekend. Wasn't it? It was much, much needed, and hopefully everybody got the chance to enjoy it, but it was good. Why are we not doing this every week? You know, I think <laughs> that, and, and it's come up before, I'm not going to beat a dead horse here, but I don't think the horse needs to be completely dead. A good vet could probably save this. Listen, everyone, we need to start telling our people in charge that it's time for a, an awakening. Many, many, many years ago, somebody decided five days... Eight hours a day was the appropriate amount of work for people to do. And it doesn't need to be that way. That was just something arbitrarily decided like 70, 80, 90 years ago. Mm -hmm. We need to reinvent. We need to press pause and say, wait a second here. We can get all that work, that 40 hours of work done in 32 hours, and we can do it over four days instead of five. Why don't we do it? There's so many different reasons that a four-day work week would be great. Yeah. That's the only bad thing about the last provincial election. Remember Steve Del Duca, the guy who was running to be the leader, of the, or he was the liberal leader running yeah, to be premier? I do. Well, he lost, and it was a bad, bad, bad loss. But nonetheless, that was part of his platform. Let's move Ontario to the four-day work week. It's too bad you can't, when somebody runs for office, just pick, okay, we'd like your policy yes, on this, but I then know. that person's policy I on know. that. That's why I never stand behind one per- person usually. Like, it's just kind of the best of... A lot of meh in between, but yeah, there's certain people with certain ideas and you kind of just have to pick and choose the, the ones that matter most to you. But I agree with you. I wish it was like an a la carte system or it was like you, you can be in charge of this. You can be in charge of that and you can be in charge of that. Why can't we just do that? Why can't three people run the province, but you don't touch that, right? You're on this, you're on taxes, you're on school, um, schools and childcare. Like, why can't we just do that? That'd be fun. That's a great question. You know, maybe we're thinking about voting all wrong. Yeah. Right now we vote and you can become the, the leader of a G7 country with like less than one in three people voting for you. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Maybe your percentage of the vote should be how long you get to govern. If you only got one third of the vote, well, that means you're only in charge for a third of four years. No, we should pick and choose categories. Like, I want someone to represent this specifically. I think that this person's good at that specifically. Mm. And then you just have a bunch of leaders. But that's they stay in their lane, right? Stay in your freaking lane. This is what you do. Or. Like, I know we have, and I know we have a cabinet filled with people who are supposed to do that. But that's not what I'm talking about. I don't want one person. That cabinet, by the way, is next level. Yesterday, the uh, federal transportation minister was doing an interview in Quebec. This is uh, Minister Pablo Rodriguez, the booze cruise guy with the DUI. Right, right. <laughs> he, uh, he suggested that part of the way that we can combat the amount of auto thefts that are happening right now is by following through on a, something that was announced last week that we don't build any more roads. And his theory is, There will be less cars stolen because there will be less roads for people to drive on. Oh, okay. Interesting theory. (sighs) This is a, these aren't serious people, right? Like this is someone who was elected to office. Yeah. And he thinks if we build less roads, less cars will get stolen. (laughs) The fuck? What's wrong with these people? In any case, um, before we get to all the stuff that we've got for you today, let's just do a little recap. Kat told the story on the morning show today, and and I think we should tell everyone listening to the pod, and we'll talk about it this afternoon and tonight on the other radio shows. You followed through. You did did. your hack. I did. I did. So, and we discovered it last year, and I mentioned on the podcast, in case you missed it real quick, basically, you know, all knew that that was a provincial holiday that we had yesterday, family day, not a federal one, which means that's why you got your mail still yesterday, and that is also why places like the passport office are open. So, I learned last year that way less people go on a day that's a provincial holiday. Makes sense. A, they're busy and they have plans, or B, some people assume it's closed because they don't understand the difference between something federal and something provincial so last year I went in I didn't even have to wait I think I might have waited in line just to see someone and then they brought me right to a kiosk so I did it again this year so I just had one passport to renew so basically every year at some point one of us has to renew and so it was my daughter's passport my parents went too by the way they'd used my hack and they were quite happy about that 
And it, I think I waited in total about 10 minutes or so. So there was a little bit of a line to get in and I went right when it opened. But I did go through with it. I went to the kiosk. By the time my number was called, I went to the kiosk. And what do you know? This woman knew exactly who I was and exactly what I said on the podcast and the radio. That's a listener. A listener. I love it. So I was Hello like, to the entire you, civil service. I was like, do you hate me for this? She's like, well, I was looking forward to a relaxing day. Mm. <laughs> but she was joking. Uh, she, they are big fans of us over there. So that was very cool. I love that. I got a DM on Friday from a loyal After 9 listener and a follow-up today. So here's how it goes. Hey, Scott, my name is Braden. I'm a local truck driver, and I was listening to the podcast today, Friday, as my daily routine always calls for. You had a conversation about random acts of kindness. I have one that I want to share. I'm going to do it tonight. Short story, I live in a condo temporarily in downtown Barrie. They refuse to give me somewhere to park. And the parking garage is too small for my truck. So I've been playing a cat and mouse game with the meter maids, a.k.a. parking enforcement. I've decided tonight... For Random Acts of Kindness Day, I'm going to spread the love and positive vibes, and I'm going to leave a love letter for bylaw, hoping that they will go easy on me. So he wrote it out. Have a good shift. XO, XO, XO. I love bylaw. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the letter said. Okay. All it right. It actually says, by heart law. Okay. I'll report back to you after the weekend. And let you know how it goes. So the update as of this morning, it worked. No tickets. No ticket. I didn't think that people who write parking tickets had a heart. But <laughs> apparently they do. Or was it someone who just like called in sick that day? Maybe they didn't even go down Did that street. Yeah. Did they take the letter? Ooh. Uh, no, it was on his dash in the car. So it, okay, got it. So it wasn't like they could have pulled it from the windshield or anything like that. Interesting. Well, mm -hmm. well, hey, maybe it worked then. Kat, are we still going to hell if we laugh at old people falling down? Uh, yeah, old people, probably. Okay, then try not to laugh, but Madonna was doing another concert, and for this one, she was getting dragged by one of her dancers. She was sitting in a chair. The dancer was walking across the stage, pulling her. I don't know what happened. Oh, I know what happened. This man here, the dancer, was wearing high heels. Not necessarily appropriate footwear when you've got to drag a 60-year-old woman across stage in a chair. <laughs> and, and he fell. He ate shit. It was bad. And when he fell, Madonna also <laughs> fell. I'm going to play the moment for you, and I don't know if you'll be able to isolate exactly when the fall <laughs> happens because the music just keeps on playing. And you don't even hear it in the video. The mic wasn't even on. She's not even. She's not even singing anymore. <laughs> uh, Madonna, how many signs does Madonna need, though? Is what I always wonder. Like she's gone through. She's been through hell and back. She literally almost died. Not that long. Was it a year ago? Not even a year ago. She almost died. Almost. The woman's still on stage every night. She she's fine, by the way. She did tweet after it or post something. I don't know somewhere, but she did say, "Don't worry, I'm totally fine." And I'm glad she laughed it off. That. I guess that kind of thing happens. It happens. Sure. You fall off stage. You're performing. But uh, it's true at a sensitive age, you got to be careful. Like, she's like the age of, like, my parents, for example. If my mom was <laughs> Switch has just made me laugh. <laughs> Think about your moms. You know what I mean? Getting dragged. My man and I heels across the stage. I'd probably worry about her, too. <laughs> like. <laughs> it's like Weekend at Bernie's. You know? <laughs> I don't want anyone to get hurt. We don't want to see that. Nobody we don't does. Want anyone to get hurt. Nobody that's, wants to see old ladies falling yes, off chairs. That's all we're saying. Like when it's pink, for example, you see pink, you know she's fully capable of flying around on like a like trapeze artist that she is. She's fine. But then you see Madonna and you're like, even sliding on a chair, just take it easy, all right? Uh, we got a lot of other stuff that I want to get to on this episode of After Nine, so I think we're going to start running through a couple of different stories. Do you do you watch Shark Tank still? Uh, I do like Shark Tank. Yes, if if it's on, I will watch it or I'll record it if I see that it's on. I do. Would you take investment advice 
from Kevin O'Leary. I've, absolutely, I would. He's actually the shark that I would probably pick to have. Like, if you told me I could have lunch with a shark, I'd probably pick him first. Well, he is out with some investment advice. He says it is not just for you, Kat. It's for me and everyone else. His investment advice, stay away from New York and California investments. Oh. He is responding to that record judgment against Donald Trump. Uh, they said, "Do you have you been following the Donald Trump business deal one? Yes, I, I heard that he, I, I have, but slightly. I mean, kind of, not fully following it, but I've heard of it. So basically, this prosecutor in New York doesn't like Donald Trump, and that's, that's fine. You don't have to like him. Uh, she is a very uh, prominent Democrat, whereas Trump is, of course, the leader of the Republicans. Mm-hmm. And there's many Democrats doing absolutely anything they can to make sure that Trump doesn't get reelected. So they brought up these charges against him, and and basically what they said was, you lied about how much your properties were worth. And in doing that, that allowed you to get other loans. Well, Trump said, who fucking cares? Because my valuation of my businesses is my business. And if the banks agreed with it and gave me the loan, that's on them. Plus, to boot, all the money got paid back. Nobody's missing anything. Everything is fine. They disagreed and said, well, you overinflated it. So they fined him hundreds of millions of dollars. It was pretty crazy. I think questionable at best. Uh, Kevin O'Leary responding to that over the weekend. Doesn't matter what the governor says. New York was already a loser state. Like California is a loser state. There are many loser states because of policy, high taxes, uncompetitive regulation. It was already on the top of the list of being a loser state. I would never invest in New York now. And I'm not the only person saying that. And here's a real time situation. In development in real estate right now, the hottest asset class is very high end data centers. They cost anywhere from two and a half to three and a half billion each. They are very expensive. They require low power. You need permits. But most of the major institutions in the world need more data centers. And that's why developers like me are doing this. Now, you need power. So New York has Niagara Falls. Normally, you'd consider that to put in one of these facilities, create 400 jobs, five more jobs for each of one of those for auxiliary services. I can't go to New York. So I'm going to Oklahoma, North Dakota, West Virginia. Governor Stitt, Kevin Stitt, my staff have met with him. Governor Bergen, the same thing. Governor Justice, those are winner states. They don't do things like this. I have to syndicate that debt and all that equity. We're talking billions of dollars here. Do you think any foreign institution or any private equity firm or any pension fund would touch New York? No. And that's why New Yorkers should be concerned. The fine people of... There's actually a convoy of truckers that were supposed to be carrying things, everything from Amazon to Walmart and more, that have said, fuck it, because of this, it's so unfair, we're not even going to deliver our stuff to New York. Oh, it's wow. getting interesting now, isn't it? All I know is the difference is, like, I don't know the ins and outs of it and the specifics, but I know I can't believe what a difference it is between states there in terms of taxes and how much money you can make off of what and all of that. It just seems... A little lopsided. Yeah, some of them are more focused on the the more quote-unquote woke issues, and some of them are more focused on the economy and taxes. So uh, they're the ones who Kevin O'Leary says are going to thrive, whereas the other ones will not. Donald Trump, by the way, since we mentioned him, released something that I don't know if anybody had it on their radar. High-top sneakers on Saturday (laughs) at SneakerCon in Philadelphia. (laughs) I actually know I, people who would probably go to an event called Sneaker Con. Same here. Same here. But yeah, Trump, sorry, Trump shoes, what do those look like? Uh, they're gold with an American flag. I think there's an eagle on it. Okay. It's called the Never Surrender High Top Sneakers. Okay. <laughs> $3.99 a pair. <laughs> and there's also two low top sneakers and a $99 bottle of Victory 47 perfume and cologne available for purchase. Ah. Ooh. The Fine. entire thing sold out in an hour. You know, that doesn't surprise me, though. Yeah. The entire thing. That doesn't surprise me. Okay, listen. I, politics aside, who the fuck is running around in $400 Donald Trump high-top sneakers? Who's doing that? Yeah. Even if you love the guy, even if you're one of his kids, you shouldn't be running around in $400 Donald Trump's high-top sneakers. It's not a good look. I don't think they are, though. Those are people that buy it that don't wear it. Is Those that, are people who are collectors. Is it just for collecting? Maybe you don't even necessarily like Donald Trump, but you know someday it might be worth something if something happens to him. 
then uh. the Trump supporters will be more willing to scoop them up for high prices. It's not a bad investment move. I mean, if you're already collecting and you're a sneakerhead, a lot of people who are sneakerheads or b- buy these kind of collectibles don't even use them. Shoes are such a weird thing to collect. Shoes were always sort of a, a means to an end. Like, oh, I've got to get from here to there. I better put on some shoes. Now people are going no. out and spending more on shoes than ever before to do nothing but display them yes. or put them away in case yeah. they're worth more in the future. And they make that, like they make money off of it. They do. In all fa- in all fairness, the ones who who get those coveted, what are you talking about? Like Air Jordans or anything like that. It, they they will make money eventually if they if and when they choose to sell them. For sure, it's an investment at the same time. But yeah, to display shoes, I know it's a weird one for people. Scientists have predicted exactly when society is going to completely collapse. Cat. Based at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, one of the the institutions with the smartest minds on Earth, Mm -hmm. a group of scientists used computer modeling to set their prediction, taking into account many different data patterns, things like population growth, natural resource availability, energy use, and more. And what they found is that we've increased most of the factors with the exception of natural resources because they're natural resources. The study is published in the Club of Rome with the upcoming limits to growth highlighting what would be the eventual collapse of human society. Through their research, the team learned the fall of society is going to hit near the midpoint of this century. Less than two decades away, society will collapse in 2040. That is when many will die, many will live, and we completely descend into a lawless society. Well, I'm ready for it. Okay. Let's do it. I still think we should have the purge in real life, to be (laughs) honest with you. I do. There's a lot of shitheads walking around. We could probably make ourselves stronger by deleting some people. However, this is a little scary. The computer models say by 2040, it's just going to be a shit show. Yeah. And I I mean, I feel like we're close to it. So it doesn't surprise me. Right. Like, I do feel like we're close sometimes. I don't trust that humanity... Do we get back is the question. Like, And how do we get back? Is it by elimination? <laughs> Which sounds awful. Well, I mean, I know that there's minds out there who think we're overpopulated, and then there's other minds out there who suggest that we're actually grossly underpopulated for the amount of resources that we have on Earth. I don't know what's the right or wrong answer, but it seems like people are getting so pissed off at each other that eventually we're all going to turn on each other anyway. It's yeah. just going to be a civil war. Yeah. But it won't be East versus West. It won't be... North versus South. I don't even know how the Civil War is going to divide out. It's like, could all the Democrats wear red and all the Republicans wear blue or something? I don't know. I'm really not sure. It's like watching two cars you know are about to, like, collide and and just seeing what happens, not being able to do anything about it. Yeah. Isn't it weird, though, that I read that story and we're all like, yeah, "Yeah, I could see that coming. You know, it's it's a weird place to be. I think we all agree. People suck. We know. We know how it works. Frontline workers are sounding the alarm about the end to funding for HIV self-testing kits. The Canadian Institute for Health Research says they don't have a backup plan to keep this initiative going once funds run out at the end of next month. The project saw 215,000 self-testing kits distributed across the country in the past two years at a cost of $16.6 million dollars. The Public Health Agency of Canada says they're exploring options to make the test kits available still. There was a 25% jump in new diagnoses in Canada between 2021 and 2022. Thousands of people are thought to be out there undiagnosed. Let me get this straight. Let me me just make sure I understand this here. Hold, Hold the fuck on. Hang on. Wait. You mean to tell me that there's a kid out there, a kit, that we can just give to anybody and they, on their own time, in the privacy of their own home or wherever, can test to see if they have HIV. And even though we have a 25% jump in new diagnoses, and even though most people, it's in the thousands of these cases, don't realize they've got HIV, we are seriously arguing over funding on whether or not this should continue? What are we doing here? I get, I, I would what is love, wrong with us? I would love to see the list of things that are funded. Pointless things. 
Because there's some that are pointless. This one does not sound pointless to me. No. So I'm really confused. This is a very practical, pragmatic thing. So there's a test out there, which isn't just for, oh, I had some, some unprotected sex last night. I should go pick up a kid. They say this is aimed specifically at um, vulnerable populations, those who may not have access to a family doctor. This would be for your, your drug users, sex workers, all that sort of thing, who may not be running out to get tested all the time. With this, they could find out, ooh, I'm HIV positive, I've got to get health care, or I at least got to stop having unprotected sex. You know, the way it goes. We have this, and we're just going to let the funding expire? Are what the, the hell is going on here? Are the healthcare workers advocating to get more funding for it? I yeah. Mean, yeah, okay. Well, well, then they should be listened to. I don't understand. I just don't know what we're thinking or what our priorities are sometimes. This seems like a very practical thing. Yes, by all means. If, these, if this helps stop the spread of HIV or stop somebody from getting infected, why the hell wouldn't we do it? A little questionable on the money, though. $16.6 million for 215,000 of these kits. They're not cheap. Or are they cheap and we wasted a lot of money on the other stuff surrounding it? Like those COVID shots. We spent way more money on the COVID shots than the actual COVID shots cost because you got to factor in the distribution, the advertising. you got to hire the people to hand them out and probably created a whole new government bureaucracy just to manage the whole fucking thing. So I'd like to know how much they cost, but if this is an option, give people the test. If they need it mm-hmm. and it saves lives, mm-hmm. give it to people. We are so backwards sometimes. It's infuriating. Uh, what are we spending our money on, though? Oh, hang on. i got an answer to that one here, too. Announced yesterday, we're sending 800 drones to Ukraine as part of the uh, spring offensive that Ukraine is planning for the two-year anniversary of the war with Russia. The defense minister announced it yesterday, and it's kind of cool. We're spending $95 million on 800 drones that we're sending uh, over to Ukraine. They were manufactured in Waterloo by Teledyne. Okay. Apparently, these drones can recognize heat sources, humans, and vehicles from far away, even in the dark. That's a, by the way, that's a lot of money that company just made. Holy Good for them. shit. Is it, we're never going to deliver those. We haven't delivered half the shit we said we were going to send them. We send them the money, no problem, because we just got to stroke a check. But where's all the armored vehicles we promised them? They were supposed to be built in Mississauga. Have we even sent one of them over there? I don't even know what's going on over there now. I feel like you hear less and less now. There's nothing going on. Yeah. Every time I turn on the news, I, well, there's a little bit of fighting in the southern region, but I, I, I don't understand why we're sending 800 drones over there. I think we're out of shit. You know when you've just given away everything you've got and they still have their hand out saying, you got to give us more? Like, I, I, I got some cans of soup in the, in, in the cupboard there. You can have those. No, maybe we're officially out of shit. Now we're buying stuff to send over there. Yeah, what? and I think also Canadians got sick of hearing how many checks were stroked for them too. Well, this was still stroking a check. It, it, it is just... still, it's true. But it's going to a Canadian company. Mm-hmm. A little bit different. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, in a way, in a way. Uh, a strike has shut down the Eiffel Tower, which has been oh, no. seeing soaring visitor numbers in the months leading up to the Summer Olympics in Paris. Yeah, Workers are protesting poor financial management at one of the world's most visited sites. <laughs> oh, they also want to raise in proportion to the incoming revenue from ticket sales and improved maintenance of the city-owned monument. How many people work there, does it say? It doesn't say. I'm curious about that. That's interesting. Now's the time to do it, I guess, though, because it's true. To, I was going to say, like, if you imagine you plan your trip to Paris. You go, and you're like, my dream is to go up the Eiffel Tower. Fine. And by the way, it's exactly how you expect it to be. It's a tower. I've been up it. It's fine. It's cool. Whatever. But you go there, and then it's they're on strike? There. Yeah. You, that would suck if you're like, oh, one ticket to go up, please. And they're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you came all this way. You flew for a day to get here. Nope, can't go up. I like the CN Tower, or the, uh, the Eiffel Tower. It's very windy because it's open air. It's open, yeah. And, and it's beautiful. You get a great view of Paris. I mean, there's yeah. not a lot wrong with the, the Eiffel Tower. And they got little things in there, too, that you can look at, like a... Of, of the guy making the Eiffel Tower. There's a little setup. At least there was when I was there. It's been a while, but it's cool. Fine, whatever. A small Japanese satellite that was launched from New Zealand over the weekend is part of a long-term mission, Cat, to clean up the junk in the various outer layers of our atmosphere. It's going to inspect a 2,700-kilogram, 10-meter-long rocket cylinder that's been up in orbit since 2009, one of the space shuttle launches. It's among thousands of pieces of man-made space junk floating in our orbit. 
The junk, they say, possesses a threat to future space missions. If this mission is successful, another spacecraft is going to be launched, and it'll be used to nudge the used rocket into a lower orbit so that it'll fall back to Earth and hopefully burn up on re-entry. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? What could go wrong? What if they bump the wrong thing? <laughs> well, this is the thing. You know, I like to ask questions from time to time, and what could go wrong is one of my favorite questions to ask. Uh... So for those who didn't put it all together, what we've done here is we've sent this spaceship up. It's going to inspect it. It's got another little spaceship that's going to flop out, and it's just going to give it a little, like, bump the junk. No, junk, yeah. Just a little little tap, tap, tapping. <laughs> like you're playing pool, and the cue's just, right. it's that thing. And then the theory is that this thing that is... 10 meters long and weighs 2,700 kilograms is just going to safely burn up in the atmosphere and we won't even know it happened. What if it doesn't what if it safely doesn't? burn up what in if the it atmosphere? Yeah. What if it doesn't? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know. Is anybody else concerned about that? I, I wouldn't know, like, for sure. Like, we wouldn't know until it just came crashing down. Right. And it was like, oh, that didn't burn up. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that a thing, though? Is the have we made such a mess of space that we have to go and clean now before we can launch other shit into uh, space because there's not a clear path? Yeah, I mean it's not a bad idea. I'm glad they're doing it. I don't know what difference it makes for us here on Earth. Like, I don't think that we're going to clean that up and be like, yes, now we're going to you know see more species reproducing because we <laughs> bump some junk in space. I don't think it's necessarily going to change our life. However, if it is floating around there, it could be cause for concern for other things that they are putting up there. And more and more companies are attempting to get things up in space. So it doesn't hurt to clean it up, I guess. Apparently, anybody can do it. Like, if you and I were smart enough to figure out how yes. to build a rocket, we could send we're shit allowed, into space. Because nobody owns that. Nobody owns nobody it. Nobody owns it. So we're bumping the junk out of space and hoping it'll fall back to Earth safely or at least land in the ocean or where... Somebody doesn't live. The last thing you need is for a 10-meter rocket to come crashing through your roof because they bumped the junk wrong. I, uh... I'll trust it. I'm going to go. I'm going to file that under. I guess I'll just trust it. But Junk Bumpers is a great name. Isn't it, though? I know. I love it. Like, imagine. Like, that's like the 1-800-GOT-JUNK people. Like, you know how they have, like, cool jackets and shit? Imagine having, like, junk bumpers. Well, fuck, why didn't we just phone them? That's fucking cool. This is oh, somebody else's problem. Junk? Yeah, that would have <laughs> Would have, been taken care, would have been taken care of yesterday. We base our pricing based on how much can fit in the truck. You ever Have you ever called one? Oh, yes, I have. I got them to move shit for me once. They are more evasive than Justin Trudeau in question period. Yeah. They will never answer your They're question. They're not going to give you a quote until they see it with their own eyes. Yeah, like, hey, I've got a standard fridge. It's, uh, I don't know, six by two and a half by three. How much to get rid of it? Ooh, it just depends how much room it takes up in the truck. Yeah. Okay, Okay. well, I mean, surely to God, you've moved other fridges. Yeah, I don't know. We got to see it. Yeah, Why? I know. I'm giving you the fucking measurements. That they do it on purpose, because then once you have people at your door willing to take the shit, of course you're just going to pay whatever it is. And then they That's get, what happened to me. Yeah, and then they'll get you on the upsell, too. Is there anything else you want to get rid of <laughs> while we're here? And then you're like, yeah, get rid of that fucking couch, too, and this and that. They fucking hate the guys who came for my my last mattress. It was cock-awful, just awful. It was a, so heavy. It's king mattress. But it was like a Fairmont, you know the Fairmont. So it was like a Fairmont style, like specialty pre brand, whatever. And I bought it at the Bay. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Because when you go to a hotel, one of the things you notice, it's not really meant for your body every night. So this mattress was actually so soft, but so heavy. So I needed to get rid of it because I'm like, this is hurting my body. So I called them and I got that same run around kind of thing. Like, yeah, we'll take a look at it. But roughly whatever it was, like $110 roughly, you know, no, no. So the guys come in to, to do it, and they look at it thinking it's, I don't know, going to be like the same weight as a usual king. This was a really heavy mattress. They were fucking pissed that they already agreed to the price before they picked this thing up off my bed. Uh -huh. And then I watched them try to haul it into the truck. <laughs> and I have a video of it. To this day, I look back and I laugh because they fucking hated being there. They're like, God damn it, this thing is so heavy. <laughs> and it was all floppy because it was a super soft mattress. I was like, just get this thing out of my life. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, the owners of Pornhub Cat 
uh, adult website for those who aren't familiar. What? Oh, okay. Pornhub.com are considering blocking our access in Canada to Pornhub as one of the options they're considering to try and persuade Parliament to change a controversial Senate bill. A House of Commons committee is now studying the proposed legislation that, if passed, would require companies verify the age of their users. Privacy experts warn, well, that carries serious risk. Canadians would have to share more of their personal information to right. make it happen. Right. Similar laws have been passed in several U.S. states hmm. that has led to access being blocked in some of them. I think it's Oregon and okay. one of the Carolinas. You can't watch Pornhub. It's blocked because the state now requires they verify the age. Pornhub doesn't have a reliable way of doing it, so they said, fuck it, we're out. I wondered how you go about even doing it. Like, do you take, you take ID? Like, but even then, how do you know it's real if it's online? Yeah. That's a weird one. Well, I mean, so far what I've discovered, and it seems to be the gold standard for verifying age, is the way the gambling apps do it. If you want to open up a, an account on a Bet365, for example, mm-hmm. you've got to upload the front and back of your driver's license or your passport. Then you've got to take a selfie, and it gives you instructions on how to do this. And they can, well, they don't. AI does. They compare your picture to the picture on the ID, and as long as the date is good on the ID, you're good. Now, that's one thing, to send it to a secure betting site that interfaces perfectly with your banking apps and all that sort of shit. It's fine. We assume it's fine. Why the fuck would I give Pornhub a copy of yeah. my fucking driver's <laughs> license because I want to watch some girl-on-girl porn? Yeah. Well, why the fuck would I do that? Yeah, they're not, that's, I, I, I don't know. Not a lot of people would. Yeah, to answer your question, not a lot of people would do it. And they see it coming too. I mean, but it gets to a bigger question. Do we need the government to protect us from uh, threesomes? I don't think that we do. I I think that this is something that's gone on fine until now. And are there people watching it who are underage? Oh, probably. But at the end of the day, it's just not feasible to require every single user it's, to upload their ID. It's just so weird because it's so it's baffling. I understand this is a business, right? This is a business that makes money, right? Pornhub. Yep. I don't know how much money they make, but I'm going to assume they make decent money. Uh, so maybe that's they're doing good. maybe that's the difference. But but tell me why the government gives a fuck who watches Pornhub, but they're totally okay with other websites having a ton of pornography on it as is. Social media sites having a ton of pornography. Why is it that they'll care about one thing but not others? It's another contradiction, Weird. isn't it? Right. It's just like it doesn't, I don't know, It's it, uh, math is not mathing for me. Yeah, I don't know why they're so interested in this shit all of a sudden, but don't you find they just keep trying to find ways to butt into people's lives? And I think, generally speaking, people want them to fuck off. Like, Trudeau. Oh, I think so, yeah. There's a billion different things going on in this world that you should be focused on. What kind of porn I'm watching or how often I go to Pornhub is really none of your business, dude. Yeah, and until they find out another way, I don't even know what the right answer is. Because that seems like the only way they could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, new study undertaken by the University of Stirling in Scotland. I love Sterling. It's such a beautiful city. Uh, they have discovered that men who eat garlic are more attractive to women. Men who eat garlic. That's such a weird thing. It sounds like, counterintuitive, like, doesn't it? Do men that really, really like a lot of garlic? Yeah. Like, uh, what is that? Who put that together? The, the University of Sterling. They're yeah, but Sterling, but look, what, are they, what are they just like a, having a survey? Like, hey, do you get a lot of ass? Check a box. Yes. Do you like garlic? Check a box. Well, fucking women like you. <laughs> like, what? I, I'll tell you the methodology yeah, in a sec. Yeah, please do. Please let, do. Let me get a second opinion here before we go on any further. Octavia is the producer of the Scott and Cat Show. Your boyfriend just took down a lot of garlic. You going in for that kiss? Do you care? Or are you saying, stay the fuck away? No, probably not. You just don't like the garlic. What if you had garlic too? Do you ever make the deal? Like, if you're eating garlic, I'm eating garlic so that we're the same. That, I could, I could go with that. You could go with that deal? <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. What concert were you at on the weekend, by the way? Uh, City and Color. Were they good? It was really good. Are they? Is it a person or a group? I, I don't know. It's a it's a group. It's the lead singer of Alexis on Fire. But it is? He's, yeah. Oh. yeah. And this is why I don't do rock radio. Yes. <laughs> I had no fucking idea. They were good, though? They? Yeah. He? Yeah. He was good with the band that was with him. They were good. I don't know. Them, all of and, everyone. And who else was there? Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, Night Sweats and Ruby Waters. You like that kind of music, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. Do you like the kind of music we play on our radio show? Sometimes. 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 
That's a fair answer. <laughs> no, it's fair. Hey, most people like a lot of different types of music, and that's yeah. fine. Okay, well, the reason the garlic comes up is because at the University of Sterling, it was fairly in-depth. What they did was they found that women who were surveyed found the sweat of men who had eaten a bulb of garlic more attractive than those who didn't. In other words, you got half the guys, hey, eat a whole bulb of garlic and then just go for a jog or something like that. Other guys don't eat the garlic, just go for a jog. And then women sniffed them. I don't. And they like the guys with garlic better. Who's signing up for these studies? Kids who need to get their thesis I want to pull them aside. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? How much are they paying you to sniff sweat off of a man? Please tell me. This doesn't seem right. Let's do a couple of things in our local areas where we have radio shows. Hamilton police have raided and shut down three dispensaries that were illegally selling Mm -hmm. magic mushrooms in the East End. (laughs) By the way, this is like more than, because didn't they do this semi-recently too? I feel like this is a story from like a month ago. They did it before. So Kitchener police have shut down the same same one twice. They shut it down in October. It reopened again the next day. They didn't raid it again until midway through January. Similar situation in Hamilton. Uh, Shrooms, fun guys, And the Shroom Gods were the names of these three stores. They got shut down after police raided them. They also seized $100,000 in psilocybin products last week. Three men arrested without incident. They're all from Hamilton and Grimsby, facing two charges each. In a media release, Hamilton police emphasized to all of us, the possession, distribution, and sale of psilocybin remains illegal in Canada. Mm -hmm. So, For For now. For now. I do believe eventually they will... They will ease up. Doesn't it feel like we're making a little bit of progress yeah. towards legalizing? Yeah. Even if it's in a microdosing stage or something like that, it feels like magic mushrooms are the next cannabis. But would we have a whole different realm of stores to just get the magic mushrooms? Or would the, the cannabis well, dispensary sell the mushrooms? Calling your store mushroom whatever the fuck is kind of a red flag, isn't oh, it? I love it. Why, why would they do that? But this is the if thing. If they're going to sell it. These people call it something else. <laughs> these people weren't <laughs> hiding. They were not hiding. Yeah. They had a fucking sign outside that said "Fun Guys and Shrooms" or "Shroomies" and yeah. and "Shroom Gods." Yeah. Everybody knew what was going on there, and nobody fucking raided them until last Thursday. Yeah. How? It, uh, all I want to know is, and it can be the cops, the chief, Justin Trudeau, Doug Ford. All I want to know from you, pricks, is this. How long can I sell illegal, illicit drugs before anyone is going to care? Because if you're telling me nobody's going to raid me for a couple of months, maybe I'll just start dealing illicit drugs. The drug dealers seem to be living a very nice lifestyle. Yeah, and that's the thing. How much do they... They get shut down, correct? Yep. And then they pay a fine? Yeah, they were charged with possession and I believe operating without a business license. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Okay. So you wonder if the costs add up that much that that's why they end up just selling it again because enough people will go. I, I really do hope that these studies continue, though. I mean, the law is the law. So, like, what can you do? It's, it's not legal here. Fine. We, all, we had that point in time with marijuana as well. It wasn't legal here. Fine. People are trying to sell it still. And obviously these people aren't hiding. But I do hope we get to a point where more of these studies are being done. And they are, by the way. Lots of studies are being done to show that it's been uh, very beneficial for a lot of people. A lot of people use that, by the way. It's not one of these drugs that, uh, well, I won't speak for everybody, but it's not one of these drugs that you take just because you're like for shits and giggles because I want to get high or anything like that. There's a lot of people who use it who have extreme anxiety and have other mental health uh, issues and apparently works quite well for them anyway. So as more studies are being done and more places are legalizing it, then eventually we might get to that point. But nonetheless, if it's illegal, you're going you're gonna to get in trouble. Let's go to Kitchener here. Oh, before I tell you the story about Kitchener, can I just say again, Kitchener is part of the pipeline of great minds in this country, particularly when it comes to computer and tech type shit. Waterloo is yeah. is by it's Canada's Silicon Valley. It's about an hour away from Toronto. If you're not in Ontario, you should know that. Now we have what's called the Go Train, and the Go Train doesn't go to Kitchener very fucking often, <laughs> even though it is a thriving metropolis yeah. with over half, almost half a million people. So. Yesterday, family day, a holiday in Ontario, my mom decided, you know what? I'm going to go into Toronto and do something touristy with my friend. They were going to take the GO train. Now, during the week on a Monday, the GO train does run. It's not two-way, all-day GO. There's like three in the morning and three in the evening. And that would have been fine. She was going to make the trip work around that. 
However, because it was a holiday, they revert to the Saturday schedule where there is no service. So this poor woman had to take a train, had to take a bus from Cambridge or Kitchener to Mount Pleasant in Brampton, then transfer over to a GO train to Union. That was just to get there. And if you didn't want to take two and a half hours coming home, like Mm -hmm. it took going there, you had to take the train back. Well, there is no train, of course, because they were on a Saturday schedule. So she had to take via rail back. Same tracks, same type of train, except this cost four times more than the GO train did. Wow. Was that nonstop? The Uh, via? No. There's lots of stops stops along the way. It was a pain in the ass. Why are we yeah, doing that? Yeah. Do we or yeah. do we not want people taking transit in this province? It's not right. It's not right. Well, I, I would love to have that option. I would love to have that option to go to Toronto and just be like, easy peasy, right? You take this train. That's so messed up. What is wrong with the people who yeah. run this system? Oh, it's a holiday. You'd think that people would want to go and, and go back and forth and things. And they do. I mean, they do want it. It's just that we're not getting it. <laughs> but of course, in the day when they can do it, we yank the train service yeah, away from them. It doesn't make sense. It's so ridiculous. Okay, so in Kitchener, the Board of Governors at Conestoga College says it's reviewing the colorful language used by the school president, John Tibbetts, last week. So what happened here was, and it happened on a podcast, Mr. Tibbetts here, or Dr. Tibbetts, the president of Conestoga He's been the president a long time, by the way. He was president when I went there. He's an old dude who doesn't take any shit. Long, long time ago, yep. So he's been accused of being a bad actor when it comes to admitting too many international students. Well, a reporter mentioned to Tibbetts that the president of Sioux College called him a bad actor when it comes to international students. So what does the president at Conestoga say? Well, first he called him a whore. I heard it. It was awesome. And accused him of running a diploma factory up there, like a puppy mill. <laughs> the board at Conestoga says Dr. Tibbetts has apologized and expressed regret. Is that what we're doing? Are we calling him whores now? <laughs> and who calls somebody a whore just, anymore? You, know, you, you said all the said all the best things right off the top. Doctor, president of a well-known college, calling someone a whore. Like, what are we doing? He said I'm a bad actor. That whore. <laughs> He's running a degree factory up there. Sioux College. <laughs> this is the kind of... He's so petty, isn't it? Fucking around that we have to deal with uh, on an ongoing basis. Uh, that's good. Really, really bad. <laughs> uh, I'll do one more thing here. I think we've got time for one more thing on the pod. Uh, do you want to talk grocery store or movie theater? Oh, dang. You tell me. It's oh, totally no. up to you. Oh, no. I know the movie theater thing. Okay, let's summarize the movie theater thing real quick because I do want to talk about grocery stores. Okay, movie theater. Gross. So gross. So many germs. They studied all the bacteria that are in a movie theater, and they found that the two dirtiest places, I would have guessed the button where you serve your own butter on the popcorn machine. Yeah, that's dirty. I would have thought that's fucking yeah. awful. Ugh. That's not it. Or the screen when you want to print your own tickets when okay. you first walk in. Yeah. I would have thought that was the worst. No. It's actually the seat is the second worst. A lot yeah. of fact. What happens in the seat? Why is People the seat so dirty? I think they're it's material, silly. right? I think it's because it's, most of them are material, if they're not all material. And so people spill shit, right? They get like nacho cheese. They get all this stuff that they don't usually eat at home and they don't understand how to eat it in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> and it like spills all over the seat. I'm going to guess that. Maybe it's also like just humans being gross and who knows, sweaty or whatever. But I'm going to guess maybe that's why. Okay. Well, it's not nearly as bad, by the way. It's bad. Like worse than a toilet seat. There's more bacteria Ew. on a movie theater chair Ugh. than a toilet seat. Even worse than that, though, was the cup holder. Uh, and the reason that's concerning is because, well, the cup holder is where your drink goes. So you set it down into that dirty, bacteria-filled cup holder. Filthy. Then you pick it back up again. You take a swig. Then you grab into your popcorn oh, and no. put it right in your yeah. mouth. Before you know it, you've eaten somebody else's shit. Ew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so gross. I know. I don't want to put it that bluntly, but I had to put Man. it that bluntly. Uh, grocery store. Here's yes. where we'll go. Yep. They're always trying to improve what they do, except when it comes to lowering prices. That's non-negotiable. No, They'll they don't care. They don't forever. care. Yeah. But they do want us to enjoy the experience a little more. So they ask people what you do like and don't like about the grocery store in an effort to try and improve things. And, and one of the things that came up was there's some annoying people at the grocery store. Would you like to hear the most annoying at the grocery store? Sure. I'm trying to think about my own grocery store experiences with people specifically. Okay, go ahead. Number one is the the grandparent in front of you who's trying to pay by check. Uh, oh, I haven't seen that. 
I don't see that. Do you have you seen that? Well, all groceries used to get paid for by check, I unless don't think you had you can cash. Do that. You can't do that now, can you? I think you still can. Really? I'm pretty sure you can. When I was a kid, and we used to go and do the groceries every week, and a single mom, so I had to get fucking dragged to the grocery store sure. every week when I really just wanted to go out and play. Uh, yeah, we used to get through the yeah. thank you A and P, and and they'd bag up all your groceries for you, and then you'd just sit and write them a check and be on your way. Wow. I guess people still do that. Maybe it's an American thing. Maybe it is, yeah. Employees who take forever to show up when you want the deodorant cage unlocked or the shaving cream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. By the way, how sad is it that we're locking up the shaving cream and deodorant now? Oh, it's bad. The uh, aggressive Girl Scouts hawking cookies at the front door. Okay, yeah. And then you feel like, because you feel like an asshole if you don't buy some. Well, you know, I stop being nice to these people. Good on you. You're a Girl Scout and you're trying to raise money for where whatever it is you guys do with that money. And that's awesome. And if you come to me with, you know, when you get the two sleeves, the blondes and the brunettes. Yeah. I'll take as many boxes as you got. You try and sell me those thin mints and fuck no. No. Not, not happening. happening. What about the poor one? The ones that do the apples. Who are they? The air cadets. You know, and like they do it. <laughs> <laughs> the air cadets, they do it right outside the grocery store. But why would you do that? Because I was just in a whole store that's full of I apples. That's what I mean. And I'll come out with apples. And I'm like, well, fuck, dude. A, I don't have any cash. And B, I just bought apples. Right. Kids having a meltdown in the cereal aisle and things like that was okay. one that shoppers found commonly annoying. Sure. Customers who ignore the take a number machine and just park or hover <laughs> right in front of the deli slicer. Okay. I need some mortadella now. People who haven't seen each other in a while and stop and block the aisles with their carts to talk to each other. Okay. Hey, how have you been? I yeah. haven't seen you. How's the kids? Fuck off. I've got stuff to do yeah, here. Yeah, move, like, get over, right? It's like driving. Just pull over. That's okay. Pull over. Customers who thump melons and then return them to the pile. <laughs> I just beat the shit out of a cantaloupe, but I don't want it now. I don't know what to do when I knock something over completely onto the floor. Like, am I supposed to leave it on the floor or am I supposed to put it back? Like, if I knock a lemon over, for example, off of the pile. Because sometimes they build those piles up really high, and then I grab one and then, ah, fuck, one rolls onto the floor. (laughs) Am I supposed to put it back in the pile? If, like, someone's going to wash it, I hope, before they eat it anyway, or do I leave it on the floor for someone to potentially trip on? Like, I don't know which one's worse. That's a great question. That is a great question. Like, like, call someone or yell for help? Help! (laughs) Of 11. I have an 11 emergency. You know? Octavia, can you call Galen Weston for me? Ask him. Ask him what happens if we drop a lemon or an apple or something and it falls on the floor. Do we put it back in the pile? Do we have to buy it? Do we throw it out? Do we whip it down? The- <laughs> do we throw, do we like roll it underneath so that no <laughs> As someone that did work in the produce section as well, just pick it up. I'm sure Galen Weston wants you to buy it. Pick it up. I'm not going to say anything if you put it back on the pile. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, but now we all know that if you buy an apple or a lemon, it may have been on the floor at the grocery store. Where do you think it was before it got out there? Yeah, it's filthy. That's why you got to wash everything. All right, fine. Don't call Galen. If you do, tell him (laughs) what I think of him. Uh... The bagger who puts your chips and stuff at the bottom of the bag. Oh, no. Hey, everybody has to learn. Yeah. Maybe this person needs more training. Oh, yeah. you thought it was a good idea to put the chips on the bottom, did you? Mm-mm-mm. And whoever decided that only songs by Peter Cetera can play overhead, the people in charge of the music at the grocery store are also ones that made the most annoying list. Interesting. I actually like grocery store music. I got to pay attention to it. I don't pay much attention to the grocery store music. Maybe they don't play it loud enough at the store I go to. Do they play it loud in your grocery store? So I am so conflicted on the grocery store stuff. I thought I was doing everything right. I was trying to boycott all the Loblaw stores because I feel like they're screwing Canadians. And they're not being transparent with us at all. Side note, I saw someone in the Loblaw shirt this weekend. Really? I said, nice shirt. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, look it up. Loblaws. I don't know if we talked about it in the pod or just on the radio show, but there's Loblaws shirts going around right now. And Galen Weston's fuming, trying to get them off of people's bodies. I got to get one before they make them illegal yeah. or a copyright infraction was, of some sort. It was great. But anyway, I think you're not alone there. Continue. Okay, so I'm trying to avoid all the Loblaws stores. And I'm even, I even switched my prescriptions out of shoppers. And I've moved them to a local pharmacy that is owned by a very oh, nice Iranian man down the street Very from me. nice. I'm going to be moving mine as well because I'm in a shoppers right now. But anyway, continue. So. I, uh, I've made that change and I thought, okay, no more Loblaw. I really like Farm Boy. So I'm going to start shopping at Farm Boy. It seems like everything there is very fresh and it's good. But they don't, of course, sell everything at Farm Boy. You need another grocery store in the roster. So I sure. thought, 
For that, I'll do Longo's. They seem like nice people. Anthony Longo does those commercials, and he sounds like a perfectly nice gentleman. He's never screwed me over like Galen has. So, yeah, I think we're good. And then I found out they're owned by, like, Sobeys or something. They're part of the big chain. Yeah, yeah. Are there no independent grocers that I can go to anymore? There's a few, but you have to, like, travel for them. And that's the sucky part because you have to figure out, what do I want more? To, like, drive way out of my way so that I don't spend money on that, but I'm still spending money driving out of my way? Or do I just cave and do that because it's easier? I know. You know, some of the smaller markets are good, but like you said, it's kind of similar to Farm Boy, which is owned by, what is it, Sobeys? Like, Sobeys or something? Yeah. So, the the problem with those smaller market types is they don't have as much stuff or everything that you need. Uh, I know. I'm torn sometimes, too. I don't know. Back to your question about music. Oh, do they play music loud in there? It's weird, Kat, because if I go into, like, Farm Boy, I have a feeling they've got, like, some sort of a curated playlist that somebody selected for them, and if you work there, it's probably irritating as shit because there's probably like the same 30 songs yep. on loop or something yeah, like I'm that. I'm sure there is. You know. But then I go into Longos, which I don't know. It's, it's kind of a weird mix. Like most of the time it's your Michael Bublé, I haven't met you yet, or it's Celine Dion. But then every now and again you get like some fucking Euro banger that just comes out of nowhere. Fist pump in here, or what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Did you pay cover to get in? <laughs> I would actually enjoy grocery shopping if this is what I heard. I think it's an effort to sell more paninis and pizza slices. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go, everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow with a new After 9. Bye. The Florida father who fought off a man trying to abduct his four-year-old from a Miami CVS must be given a special commendation not only for defending his son, but for being the first person ever to stop someone from stealing at CVS. <laughs> well, some TV news, apparently Paramount Plus and Peacock have discussed combining into one streaming service. The merger could be huge. In just one place, you could find hit shows like Yellowstone and... <laughs> countless, countless others. But that's true, Paramount and Peacock could merge. It feels like the last two people in a bar at closing time deciding to go home together. It's like... <laughs> Someone must tell me how there can be an Ozempic shortage, and yet nobody will admit to taking it. <laughs> it's kind of like when you come home to find garbage strewn about your kitchen and your dog looks at you like, I don't know how it happened. Why are you looking at me? <laughs>